Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour. Hello. I'm John. And I'm Rena. Hey, we're glad to be with you today. As you may have noticed, today is the day after the 4th of July. Woohoo! Party! <laughs> and maybe you saw some fireworks last night. Maybe some of you couldn't get to sleep because of the fireworks <laughs> last night. But today we wanted to talk a little bit about freedom. I think a lot of times we talk about freedom and we value freedom, but we really don't look at it very closely. Kind of keep it in the realm of theoretical, huh? Yeah, kind of just this kind of loose idea of freedom. Mm-hmm. We don't really look at what does that mean to be free and other you know, is, is it either you're free or you're not free, or is there some something in between? Yeah, let's bring it down to earth, unpack it, and check it out. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we started out by looking up online to see what sort of freedoms we're given by the way our government is set up. And we think it's pretty awesome here that there are so many freedoms that are built into our Constitution, just like right in there. And we looked it up and found the first 10 amendments of the Constitution is called the Bill of Rights. Y'all may remember this from school, but it's an excellent refresher. In fact, I think it would be beneficial for us as citizens to occasionally review uh, these founding documents, what, what set up our country. So glad to take the opportunity to do it here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely good. It's been quite a while since I'd looked at this myself. and you know, I, Okay, I've my forgotten. kids know it better than I do. <laughs> You just don't look very often at it. No. So, so the first ten minutes, there's there's a lot of language in there and, and text. Uh, I don't know if each one is like really really lengthy, but the ten together is kind of a long thing. So I didn't want to really read all of those to you, but uh, wanted to list for you what freedoms those Bill of Rights grant to us as a country. And as we go through this list, I really want you to take on for yourself. Uh, what this means to you, where you see it in your own life, in your society around you, and and make it personal. And one of my goals for this show is for you to really celebrate the freedoms that you have and, um, yeah, just really appreciate it, relish in it, take advantage of it more and more. Certainly, yes. So here are some of the freedoms, and we're not going to list all of them because it goes into a lot of details, but uh, we have, as the First Amendment, the freedom of religion. That means we get to practice and express any religion that we want. We have the freedom of speech. That means that we can say just about anything without having to worry about consequences for that. We also have the right to listen to what others speak. I love that that was included in there because it wouldn't make much of a difference if somebody's speaking and nobody li- can listen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and as a radio show host, I, I like it when people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we regularly exercise our freedom of speech here on the Impact Hour. We do. <laughs> and speech would include things like when you're in a group talking with some friends or when you're on the radio or on the air or in media, any sort of that. You, we're free to, to say what we want uh, without any sort of government harassment or, or, you know, like being thrown in jail or anything like that. Uh, and there are some exceptions. There's limitations to these freedoms, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. We have the freedom of the press, which is just like freedom of speech, but that is free to write down whatever we want to write down. So freedom of press, I mean, it sounds like newspapers. Oh, we get, we're, we're free to have newspapers. That's not what it really means. It means we're free to write and to say whatever we want in writing in any form as well. We have the freedom of assembly, which means we're free to meet together and to make plans and do whatever we want in a meeting in a group. And I think all of those are all included in the First Amendment. They are just listed out, bam, bam, bam. This is what we value. Yes. Want to have freedom around that. This next one is pretty cool. We have the freedom of petition. That means we get to request from our representatives how we would like things to be. In our government. In our government. Mm -hmm. So we are not just at the mercy of whatever the government decides, although maybe it feels like that on some days. But we do have the right to petition and to say, hey, this would be better this way. That's awesome. That's part of representation. Yep. Yeah. We have the right to bear arms. 
I was joking the other day. It's like, cool, because my arms are bare right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're attached to his shoulders. That's right. Yeah, right between um, that and his hands. <laughs> so, yes. Second Amendment. Second Amendment. We have the right to own property, and our whole economic system is based on this right, that we have the right to own property, and the government does not have the right to seize it from us for no reason. Um, and if they do, um, they're supposed to pay for the item that they take. And so we can we can buy and sell things, and we can say that we own it. And that's not true in all parts of the world. There there are countries where people are not allowed. They're denied um, owning things, including being able to run a business, and you know, or able to own their own home or land, or other forms of property. And it's it's extremely limiting. So it's actually an important part of our freedom here in the United States. Yep. And there's a whole series of amendments that talk about the right to due process. And there's a bunch in there. But if we have committed a crime or we're accused of committing a crime, we have the right to have that be determined by a jury. So our peers get to determine what is right or wrong based on the evidence that's presented. And we have the right to have a lawyer involved um, so that way it's not just someone says, hey, that's wrong, and then they punish you on the spot. Um, in some places, you know, you can see TV shows and movies where they do that too. Like, that's wrong, and then they, you know, punish the person immediately. And in the U.S., we have the right to have a process where we can assert our innocence if we would like and, and to claim that and to prove that and to say, hey, that's not right. That wasn't us. We have the right to marry and have a family. We have the right to education. And another really cool thing is the Bill of Rights. There's a there's an amendment in there that says that this set of rights is not exhaustive, that they have not listed all the rights, but there are additional rights that are implied, and that we have those rights as well. That was an excellent clause, by the way. They, they didn't want it to be misconstrued as being like, these are all and only the rights that you have. They're like, you know, you should be able to free, be free to marry and, and hold down a job that works for you and, and have a family. And I, I really appreciated that there were people who wanted to make sure that it wasn't limiting but freeing. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. So a part of the right to petition, we kind of want to talk a little bit more about that. And basically it is the freedom to change the world or the society that we live in. And so we live in a society where it's like, hey, this is oppressive over here. We need to change that. And we have the freedom to do that. And we're not at the mercy of someone just claiming that, you know, oh, that's that's it. That's the way it is. I've decided. And, and you don't get to choose. We get to choose a lot of this for ourselves. And like Rena was saying, it's not, not every country has this. We were talking um, the other day, and uh, we believe in China when kids go to school that they get tracked. And so the kids who don't perform as well in school get tracked out of school and they're given more menial jobs. And it's not their choice. And so they end up in a job that maybe they wouldn't like, that they you know, don't think that that's what they'd want to do with their life, but they get kind of forced into it. And who knows why the kid's not doing well in school. There could be all kinds of reasons, not just that they're not smart. It could be all kinds of factors, but they get tracked out. And that affects them for their entire life. So the the mobility in our society and the, the possibility of changing our life situations is, is one of the most beautiful things, I think, about our country. It's not predetermined for us, but we get to choose and, and participate, participate and be an active, you know, participant in, yes. in creating our future. Yes. Yeah. So today, if you would like to call into our show and tell us what you think freedom means... You what can, does freedom mean to you? Yeah, what does freedom mean to you? What what would it mean for you to be free or to be not free? You can call the show at 866-576-1055. Again, that's 866-576-1055. You've been listening to the Impact Hour. We'll be right back. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. 
Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we are talking about and celebrating freedom. It's the 5th of July, and we just really had a major celebration for our country. And we just wanted to bring to light all the awesome freedoms that we enjoy. And John just went over the Bill of Rights, a great review for all of us. And one of the ones that really stood out to me is freedom of assembly. And the reason I say that is sometimes I I go to different events and venues and see people gathering together for whatever they want to do, whether it's a a gathering at church or a convention um, of any type. Like uh, right now there's a convention in Reno for blind people. It's the American Council for the Blind. And they get to spend about a week gathering together and doing their thing. And then in a number of weeks, um, is also in Reno, is going to be hot August nights. And you get people who just pour themselves into these amazing old cars. And it, it's totally eye candy walking around <laughs> and enjoying that. And I'm really struck by the freedom that we have, that we're allowed to gather for whatever purpose we want, whether it's a gathering to protest against something or to share something that we really enjoy. I just wanted to kind of shine a light on that because I I think it's really beautiful and it's easy to take for granted and not appreciate. And whenever I go to activities like that, I'm always feeling really grateful that we have the freedom to gather, um, even in somebody's home or in a public place, because there really are a lot of places where that's not allowed or it's highly monitored or limited. So that's that's the freedom that we get to enjoy there. Awesome. So we get to enjoy a whole lot of freedoms from our government, from our from our laws and all. Through or from? From, through, <laughs> how we want to say okay. it. Uh, they, they make us free. But there's other things that might be limiting our freedom. And so we were looking at this a little bit more carefully and what we found is that a lot of times we have internal limitations and those things make us not as free as we otherwise could be. And this is the opportunity for us to really examine where are we holding ourselves back. And part of it is in in recognizing when it is us and not an external thing. Yeah. So it's it's really beneficial for people to really start taking on what what freedoms am I not enjoying because I'm holding my own self back. Yeah. Now, sometimes it doesn't look like you're holding yourself back. You might think, well, you know, I don't I don't do public speaking just because, you know, I don't I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> you know, it seems scary and and whatever. And so you just never engage in anything that might even involve public speaking whatsoever, anywhere, not a toast, not a anything. Mm. And and because you're not engaged or involved in any of that in any way, it's probably not even on your radar. You're not quite aware that that is perhaps a limitation you've created for yourself. So a lot of times it's like, you know, you don't have a fear of heights when you're, you know, 100 yards from the edge. And and you think, well, I don't have a fear of heights because I'm not experiencing anything right now. But you don't you don't find out till you get to the edge and go, whoa. <laughs> So it's in doing new, stretchy things that you might find out that you're holding yourself back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it might not be readily apparent. But there are ways that we can limit our freedom, and sometimes they're pretty obvious, and sometimes they're not so obvious. So we got kind of a, a small list of how we might be limiting our own freedom. 
Now, before we get into that, I want to encourage you to really take this on for yourself and see where are you limiting yourself. So I'm not talking about it's a matter of either or. Either I'm holding myself back, I'm limiting my own freedom, or I'm not. Because it's really a spectrum or a continuum. Where are you along that line? And ask for yourself, where is this true? Right. So it could be not even just necessarily exactly on a spectrum, but like over here, you're totally free, and then someplace else, you're, you're limiting yourself, and then you're, you're not free. That's, and that's, both are true at the same time. That's absolutely right, because it's uh, easy to point to all the places where we're enjoying all the freedoms that we can and kind of gloss over um, the ones where we're holding ourselves back. So the first one is, is pretty obvious. If we break the law and are convicted of a crime... There are those rare occasion. There are those occasional times where somebody's convicted of a crime that they didn't commit. But I'm talking about when we choose to break the law and are convicted of a crime and go to jail or prison. That's that's a severe limiting of freedom, and that's based on the choices that we make. Knowing the folks who listen to the show, that's probably not the biggest problem on this list. <laughs> we thought not. we'd start with the most obvious. There you go. <laughs> and a part of that we didn't really highlight too much earlier, but we talked about how our, our freedoms sometimes do have limitations to them. There are limits to it. So, you know, we're free to do whatever we want unless it starts infringing on other people and their freedoms. So, like, if you kill somebody, you're not free to do that without consequence because it, then it's no longer just about you and your freedom. It's about someone else's freedom to live and to exist. And that, yeah, again, that's the more extreme, but it becomes more subtle. You know, it can, yes. Where, where are you um, exercising your freedom and it's really encroaching on the freedoms of other people? It's right along my passion of being aware of how you're impacting people. So good stuff. Another way we may be limiting ourselves is through the use of drugs or alcohol or other addictions. There's gambling, there's porn, there's shopping, there's all kinds of potential addictions out there, and they start creating real limitations. So, um, you know, the drug addict waking up in the morning and, and all they're focused on for the day is how they can get more of their drugs for that day. And again, that's more extreme, but where, for example, are you spending a ton of time on the internet? surfing or playing games or doing whatever it is you enjoy doing and it's taking away from the time that you could be spending doing other things is that the amount of time you want to spend or is it more than you what you want to spend and are you starting to limit your capacity to do other things because of the time that you spend and the effort and the money you spend engaging in those types of addictions and trust me you know I think everybody struggles with that to some extent, and it's just an opportunity for you to look and evaluate for yourself. Where is it more than what you want? Debt is another really big one. Now, John and I used to work together as financial coaches, and we helped people to get out of debt. And it's fascinating. It's as though people voluntarily put a handcuff on themselves and a handcuff to this large financial obligation and they choose to move through life that way, but it's very, very limiting. So they're having to pay, you may be having to pay a lot of money to pay on your debt, and that makes you not free to do other things. Yeah. For example, maybe more concrete is maybe you bought that special you know, home theater system, and you know, maybe it's not even working anymore or you sold it, but you're still paying on that thing. And now you can't buy something else because you have to use your income to pay for that. Exactly. And very related to this, you know, around debt and financial obligation is having a job that you really, honestly, that you hate. You know, you really dislike it. It's very draining. It's very taxing. You're not enjoying it. It's not where you want to be. And yet you stay. Maybe you stay because you've got so many financial obligations that you need to pay. And it becomes like a form of bondage. And we've talked to so many people over the years. They want to um, do something different with their lives to make a difference in the lives of other people. They really want to, and they really can't see how because they've got these massive financial obligations, and their job is the only way they know how to meet those obligations. Yeah. So they end up staying in a job that just it has a high cost 
staying in a job that you hate. Well, it can even be where the job is so draining that there's just no energy left to go out and do other things. Mm-hmm. And so you're just less free just because of that. Now, that's not the same as just a job that's maybe not excited to do, right. but you're just okay doing it as opposed to one where you dread going in every day. And if that's not you, you probably know somebody. <laughs> they talk about it because you hear about it. <laughs> they, they tend to talk about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to thinking it would be kind of neat to have an app that could calculate opportunity costs for us. Mm. Now, the most basic one would be like, okay, so I could purchase this boat or I could invest the money. Now, that'd be easy to calculate. Right. You know, the what was the opportunity cost of putting the money in the boat instead of investing it? It would cost you, you know, X number of thousands of dollars over, you know, the 20 or 30 years before you retire. So that would be the most basic kind. But what if you could get something that would tell you the opportunity cost of staying in a job you hate for another three to five years? Okay, what's the cost on your body having the stress hormones for that amount of time? What's that going to cost you? 10, 20 years down the road that you beat up your body staying in a situation that's too much for you, what's that going to cost you down the road for adrenal burnout, having had those stress hormones for so long? It takes a toll on the body. But these things, the consequences are, well, they're removed over time, Mm -hmm. which makes it harder to track and be aware of. And so it's just harder to really know and calculate. It's more intangible. So it's... it's, um, easy to make decisions in the moment that are more of a short-term works for us now without considering the long-term. Of course, the most dram- one of the most dramatic, well, there's a lot of ones, but, you know, for example, dropping out of high school really seems like the right choice at the time, but it's got consequences that really limit our options over time. So that's really the practice of becoming aware of how we're limiting our own choices and our own freedoms. Now, thinking, the way that we think is a massive opportunity, and we're going to dive into this um, deeper, but how we think really tends to either limit us or propel us forward. And we love focusing on the propel us forward part. Yes. <laughs> Making things happen. Um, for Just a, for example, uh, you know, there's a, there's a substantial difference in the thinking between people in lower class, middle class, and upper class. Each one has pretty distinctive ways of thinking. Now, if you get a wealthy person who thinks starts to think like a poor person, they are going to become poor. If you have a poor person who starts to think like a wealthy person, they will become wealthy. So wherever you're at on that spectrum, you can choose choose to move closer, further up the wealthy spectrum by the way that you think. And there's a book that we recommend called The Millionaire Next Door. And it really highlights the thinking that it takes to become wealthy because they're not all these you know, exceptional and weird people. You don't have to have been born into it. It's really a lot about the way that you think. And it's a lot about the way what you think is possible in your life. Yeah, what you think is possible totally affects what you attempt. It's probably one of the biggest factors that I can think yeah. of. It's, it's on up there with deserve, what you deserve or feel you don't deserve. Right. And I know that we're going to dive into that. It's just so exciting because we want you to have more freedom. We want you to have more options. And this one here, your thinking is highly changeable. So we're excited to be able to to help you to have more freedom there in your own life. Awesome. So wanted to tell you, like we usually do, that if you've missed past episodes or if you'd just like to take us with you wherever you go, you can listen to this show in your favorite podcast app. So you can go to our website, theimpacthour.com, and you can go in there and it'll give you instructions to get it in your favorite podcasting app, either in Apple, iTunes, Google Play, or many of the others. And you can go back and listen to any of our previous episodes. And you can also call into the show at 866-576-1055 if you want to tell us about what freedom means to you. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour.
This Saturday, experience a model home grand opening event by Riverland Homes, the newly completed Castle Oaks community in Ione, in the heart of Amador Wine Country, providing luxury living at an affordable price, starting in the mid-300,000s and located on the Castle Oaks Championship Golf Course. Castle Oaks is just a short drive from the Sacramento area. Join them this Saturday for a delicious complimentary barbecue lunch and refreshments provided by Amador Brewing Company. Ask about special financing options through the Star Loan Program. Visit Castle Oaks this Saturday from noon to 4. Bring the family and enjoy all that Ione has to offer. To get more information or to preview the model floor plans and get pre-approved, go to iHeartAmador.com. That's iHeartAmador.com. Brought to you by Riverland Homes, Cobalt Realty, and Securus Mortgage. BRE number 01515997. Securus Mortgage, NMLS number 1850. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that Unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-725-1616 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Melberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-725-1616. That's 800-725-1616. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. This is Rob Warner with Guild Mortgage Company. Here's an important mortgage tip for you. Did you know homebuyer down payment assistance programs are not reserved only for first-time homebuyers? If you have owned a home previously and are looking to get back in the market, there may be options for you, too. Find out more at 916-932-0265. That's 916-932-0265. Or find me at robwarnerhomeloans.com. NMLS number 825102. Guild Mortgage Company, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS number 3274. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Are you or someone you love shackled by a previous DUI or criminal conviction? It's time to get your freedom back. July is Get Your Freedom Back Month at the Chastain Law Office, and we are offering discounts for expungements and simple motions to clear your record. Hi, I'm Mike Chastain, and the thing I love most about being a criminal defense attorney is helping people get a new start to life. There's no reason to have your past dictate what your future holds. You deserve a fresh start today. Let me help you clean up your criminal record and get a new lease on life. It's never too late. Go to our special website to sign up for a free consultation. Go to cleanrecord.us. That's cleanrecord.us. If you're a veteran or currently serving in the military, we're happy to give you an additional discount. Don't let your past hold you back. Take advantage of our July special. I'm Mike Chastain, and my team fights for your future. Fridays at 2. Lock it into Money 105.5 for the rush hour for success. It's a show dedicated to your success with information about what's going on in the community, reviews of places to visit around Sacramento, and, of course, topics that involve experts in money strategies, business, real estate, and things that matter most in life. Join the watch star himself, Jim T. Chong. Get entertained, get educated, and get with a rush for success. Fridays at 2 on Money 105.5. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. 
Live with passion. Make a difference and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we've been talking about freedom. We've discovered it's in our own exploration. There's freedom from external sources, but there's freedom from our internal internal, what do you call it, systems? Blockages. Blockages. <laughs> Stuff that just would the, limit us from yeah, our inside. Just, just what's going on inside. We can be pretty limited by a lot of things in us. So this is exciting to explore this for you guys because I'm excited to see you unlimit yourself and uh, have more freedom and more awesomeness in your own life. Yeah. So our thinking is a huge limiting factor. Huge. Imagine if the Wright brothers thought it was not possible for anyone to ever fly by any means at all. They wouldn't have even tried. They would not have even tried. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have airplanes unless, of course, somebody else decided that maybe it's possible. Well, unless they didn't believe it was possible either. We'd yeah. just have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of a weird weird thought idea. Suppose there were never birds and we didn't even see anything else ever fly either. It wouldn't even seem possible. It wouldn't, right? might not even seem possible. Wouldn't, might not even try. Right. So we can be pretty limited according to our beliefs. Now that's a pretty benign kind of kind of thing that I shared the example there, but a lot of times we're limited internally by by things that we believe about ourselves and about the way the world works. And these things are often handed down to us as as children. We internalize them without, you know, volunteering for it. We don't examine it and say, yes, I'd like to believe that way. Uh, We don't question it. It's just our framework, our our way that we understand that the world works. Yeah. It's automatic. Yeah. So we could grow up in a family where it's kind of verbally abusive and we keep being told that we're not any good and, you know, what's wrong with us all the time and, some of you out there might have some like really horrendous stories around that and kind of know what I'm talking about. But a person growing up in an environment like that might, grow, might start believing that they don't deserve good things in life, that it's just they don't deserve it. That's not them. Mm-hmm. They, they're not worthy of that. And so they might hold themselves back and say, I'm, I'm not even going to try to do this. So kind of a, a fun analogy I heard, I think it's from one of the Brian Clemmer books that we've read, where he says, you know, imagine you go out fishing and, you know, you get like 12 inch and under fish and you, and you capture those. But anything bigger than that, you get a, you know, foot and a half, 18 inch fish, you throw that back. And you talk to the person like, well, why, why are you throwing that back? And like, well, it doesn't fit in my pan. <laughs> right? And the right. idea is, is our thinking and what we think we deserve. If it's outside that, we just throw it back. We don't, we don't engage in that in life. And, and there's a lot of different flavors of parenting that can instill that in a child. It might be something along the lines of never really having enough money. It feels like not enough. It's always a struggle. And people internalize, well, I don't deserve to have a lot of money. It becomes subtle. And sometimes it's really gross and obvious, and sometimes it's less subtle. And it, you know, it's just a matter of identifying it and, and then taking on changing it. Yeah, I was talking to somebody uh, just uh, a bit ago, a few days ago, and uh, was looking on ladders.com. And I'm like, hey, there's, look, there's, they've got job openings here. And the response was, oh, that's that's 100K plus jobs. Hmm. I'm like, so? And? Wouldn't that and, be cool? And, and, and the, <laughs> oh, no, that's an 18-foot or 18-inch fish. i got to throw it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, I, I don't qualify for anything like that. Right. I don't deserve something like that. And we might not even use the word deserve, but it, it basically is there. It's it's a feeling of not being worthy, yeah. not being good enough for it. Yeah, and it can be not just with jobs, but it can be with all kinds of oh, things in Relationships, life. where you live, how people treat you, what kind of job. Yeah, tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. Totally can limit your freedom. Another thing is we can believe that certain things are just the way they are, that we can't change them, and they have to be this way. It always is that way, and it has to be, or it can't. And we just believe that's the way the world works, and that can be pretty limiting as well. So it's kind of interesting talking to people. It's like, oh, you know, I have to have this certification or that kind of qualification for do to do this kind of business this way. And and for some of it, legally, maybe you would need the the certification or you know whatever's required for the industry. But a lot of times, that's not strictly required. Imagine the Wright brothers never had a pilot's license. You, you, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's kind of freeing to see, oh, well, right, we could we could do something new. We could start something brand new. Maybe people aren't doing this kind of thing, and and you could just start doing it because maybe you've got some insight into it and you're good at it, and go for it. There's no reason to say, oh, I need a certification for this or, it or whatever. It can't be done. It can't be done because nobody's done it before or whatever. Yeah. That's so kind that's of breaking out of the mold there. Oh, definitely, yeah. And and part of it is it's so easy to think, well, this is just the way people do it. People always do it this way, so this is the way it's done, and so it must be this way. And and there's a lot of thinking about it. we've got to we've got to go down the path that other people have already gone down. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly not true, in a lot of cases. Yep. Yeah. So it's you know, it takes effort to learn to believe that you deserve really great things. I I believe that for you. You deserve to have great relationships where you're valued. You deserve to be in a a career work that you enjoy where you're compensated well. You deserve to do something that you really enjoy to make a difference in people's lives. And we want you to know that, you know, don't assume that it has to be a certain way. There's tons of options out there. If you want to look for an option, you'll find it. If you don't want to look for an option, well, you won't find it. So that's a matter of having a can-do attitude and finding a solution to make what you want work. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a a cousin of that kind of thinking is the idea is if things are not working so well for you to focus on the problem rather than on the solution. And, oh, this is this way, and, oh, you don't understand, and, no, we can't because of this, and the problem's like this, and it's this big, and it's just a horrendous thing, and the problem's green, and it has this other, you know, this other weird smell to it or whatever, and it's just focusing on the problem and not opening up to possibilities for finding solutions. Mm-hmm. Another way that we limit ourselves has to do with the stories that we tell ourselves, kind of related to the to the previous one. Uh, but the idea is that you know something happens in the world and we make up a story about why that is happening. And a lot of times we make up these stories and we think, oh, you know, this happened here and this other happened afterwards, so this must be causing this other thing. And and then if I'm going to succeed, I must do this other thing over here and they're unrelated. Or we could have stories about about ourselves or what's true about ourselves so it can tie into the what I deserve where, you know, maybe maybe we grew up where there wasn't much money and so that we felt that meant that we don't deserve very much because that's the the model we grew up in, so all kinds of meaning that we can assign to different things. And that we've talked about this a little bit before in the show, but the idea here is that a lot of times the facts happen and then we make up the meaning lightning fast. We don't even realize that we may have even made up a, a meaning or a story around it. And we think that the meaning is true because it came with the facts, but the meaning is completely made up. So we can be pretty limited uh, and we can we can create like our experience in the day a certain way. So we can like maybe have bad traffic and go, oh, that meant somebody somebody's an idiot out there and they they caused bad traffic. Mm-hmm. And and so you start blaming you know your day on other people. Yeah, or you know she didn't show up for lunch because I offended her. You know, filling in the blanks about why somebody did something, and then we start beating ourselves up for something we said or did because we're assuming that they took it a certain way, and that's why she didn't show up, and we don't really know why she didn't show up. And so telling those stories can be really limiting. They cause us to pull back and engage less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah. Yep. So the idea here is if we want to open up possibility in our life and have more freedom is we need to establish new patterns because we have these old ways of doing things and they're automatic almost. You know, things happen and then we just automatically respond to them a certain way. And and a part of opening up brand new freedoms is learning how to respond and how to have new patterns in our life. Yeah, first identifying the pattern and often then why we have the pattern and then changing it, that'll produce a lot more freedom because without being aware of it, we're living out pattern after pattern after pattern and having not the freedom that we desire, but having the same results we've always gotten because we're doing things the same over and over again. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, ouch. (laughs) But I resemble that remark. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the opportunity, and something that I get from our coaches we get all the time is is to not judge the journey 
or the growth and where you're at right now because that's just where you're at right now. It's it's great, and it's the opportunity to to create some change. So where you're wherever you're at now is fine. It's totally great. And the neat thing is, is you can make changes from here without judging yourself and beating yourself up. Yeah. So I think you had some stories you wanted to share to give that example. We can get started before the break here. I do. Um, well, John and I, we're always in this process of growing ourselves and developing ourselves. We advocate personal development, and you know, we we do it a lot ourselves. And something I've recently become aware of, my understanding has deepened, is that, see, I've had this pattern. (laughs) You could call it a pattern. If I make somebody mad up until now, I've really kind of freaked out about it. And it's been really, really scary for me. So um, what I've finally done recently is some, some exploratory work to find out where did I get that. Because it's really quite debilitating living in such a way that I'm terrified of making people angry at me. What I found is my parents divorced when I was young, and I don't think I ever saw them fight. In fact, um, I remember my mom expressing frustration that dad would come home from work late. But uh, next thing I know, um, she's picked them up from a bar late at night, and they have this conversation about a divorce. And it was like, boom, it was like totally out of the blue. And from that, I really internalized that I don't know what's going on under the surface. And if I make somebody angry, it may be they might just leave me. So I'll I'll wrap this up going back, coming back from the break. Uh, Stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Interrupting life as usual. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. I was just sharing about how John and I work ourselves to free ourselves from the patterns that we've been stuck in for so many years. And I'm breaking myself free from this terror that I've had of making people angry with me. So it's rooted in a childhood hurt, which is very, very common for the patterns that we live out in our lives. And the neat thing is, is, well, let's see. It's been a challenge that this has been a problem in our relationship. We've been married almost 25 years, so we've had a lot of years to establish some habits here. And I've moved through our relationship uh, in great fear of making John upset. And um, it's it's fascinating how in a relationship you get one person's, you could call it a wound from childhood, that interacts with another person's wound from childhood. So... Um, what would happen, John? Why don't you share yours, and then I'm, we can share about how they kind of combine together. Okay. Um, so one of the, one of the ones really connected the dots for me just recently is uh, when I was pretty young, had an infant sister who passed away, and it was it was very traumatic. I was there when everything happened, you know, and everybody was freaking out, and so I was freaking out, and all of that. But the, the I think the part that really impacted me the most was that in, even in the following weeks, my parents really thought I wasn't really aware of what was going on and, and probably didn't even give it a whole lot of thought because of all the stuff they're going through. They were just trying to do the best they could in the moment. But basically, they, they kind of ignored me for, I think, several weeks afterwards. I don't remember how long it was. And they were just taking care of my basic needs. 
because you know they're going through this huge trauma themselves. And from that, I wondered, do I matter? Do I count? Am I important here or not? So and little I, John internalized <clears throat> that wonder, wondering, yeah. do I matter? Do I count? Am I important? Yeah. Well, I think more than that was I got the message that I wasn't important. Right. And desperately needed to not be true. Yeah. And so I've gone through a lot of life trying to prove to people that I do matter. And that can come out in all kinds of fun, weird ways, too. <laughs> yeah. So this is what it's looked like up in our marriage up until now. We've uh, we just attended a, a couples retreat that was just phenomenal uh, for breaking through some of these old patterns. So I remember uh, quite a few years ago, I was working on a project and on a table had spread out a bunch of papers and I was sorting them. And it was such a tedious task. I'd put in some headphones and was listening to that. And John approached on my right side. I have very little vision in my right eye. And I had removed my sense of hearing. And he was standing there and very quickly got offended and hurt that I was ignoring him. And it was it was just as fast as that. And all it took was that, knowing that I made him upset, to trigger me into, oh, my God, I can't believe I made him upset. What am I going to do? It wasn't fair. It wasn't da-da-da-da-da. And I'm sp- absolutely spinning out in this terror of, of making somebody upset because in my life experience, you make someone upset, you don't even know about it, and bam, they're gone. So here we are. We're both spinning out in our childhood pain yeah. <laughs> and reliving it as adults. And this was this was a very common pattern in our relationship. And now the work is, you know, becoming aware of it's like, okay, this is where I normally get triggered and set off. And and I can, you know, kind of calm my inner child. I used to think inner child work was just totally bogus, but it's really done a lot for me lately. So I'm 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 digging it. <laughs> so it's my opportunity to uh, reconnect with my inner little girl and let her know it's okay. Um, I'm not going to leave her. She's safe. It's all good to get her from stop spinning out. Then I can be there with John, who has his opportunity to look at his pain and know that, yes, he does, and that's your opportunity to check in with your inner little boy mm-hmm. to say, you really do matter. You're important. You count. So this is this is what we're working on, and, and we share openly with you guys because we're not perfect. We're on the journey, too. Come along for the ride. <laughs> Join us for the journey. But um, we're really working on breaking old patterns and reestablishing new ways of doing things because someone can be free and our marriage uh, has felt much more free and expansive than it ever has. Yeah. Yeah. And this just, level of work. Yeah. Just to really highlight it, you know, if we have an automated, autonomic response, like you really don't control it and somebody says something and it triggers some bam. message you got as a kid and bam, you react without thinking, you are not free. And, and that limits a lot of freedom. I might limit potential uh, for getting promotions at work. Um, you know, it can limit all kinds of things. Limits your relationships and people's ability to interact with you differently because how you behave is going to influence how other people can treat you. So we're actually influencing our relationships in a very large way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's jobs, it's relationships, it's money, it's impact, it, it's all of it. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, you're in a job where you fly off the handle and yell at people all the time, how does, how does that free you up to get you what you want out of life? Mm-hmm. Probably is pretty limiting. Yeah. But being free to have a different response, now Ooh, that yes. creates some options. That creates real good freedom. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll notice that the people who get promoted tend to be the people that other people like to hang around with. And mm-hmm. it often doesn't really directly relate to how good they are at the, the skills of the job. They have people skills. They have, people they have skills. emotional intelligence, and they're able to be aware of what's going on inside of them, manage it, know what's going on inside other people, and be able to predict and adapt according to that. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's powerful. And, and they actually show that there's a, an increase in pay on average, for every increased point in emotional intelligence. So there's there's a very high correlation between what you get paid and, you know, kind of your level of personal development, basically. Definitely, yes. Basically. Well, most definitely. So, so it's really your opportunity to evaluate where are you having a reaction that's out of proportion to what's going on. And then you can work on there. You know, if you're like us, you might kind of take a look at your childhood and see where that came from. Um, one way to do that is to look at the experience that you had as a child 
and say, what lie did I come to believe as a result of that experience? And really work on replacing it with the truth, what you know to be true. That takes time and effort to kind of reprogram the brain because we've had this automatic thinking for so long, but it is possible with time and effort. Yeah. We recommend you get somebody else to help you with that process as well. I've had things in my childhood. I mean, it's not like these stories are brand new stories for me. But connecting the dots with, oh, I learned this from that experience, and now I'm struggling with this other thing because of it. That's the stuff that really has come out when working with other people. And, and having a coach or a therapist, they're able to see it a lot more clearly than we are. Yeah. That's why it helps to have somebody else do it. Yeah. We have this out-of-proportion reaction, and we think it's perfectly justified. <laughs> it doesn't seem out-of-proportion to us. What well, do you mean out-of-proportion? Well, of course I went off. Are you kidding? <laughs> right. Who wouldn't? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's because it's really shaped by our, our childhood experience and the way we learn to make sense of the world. Yeah. It's just built in like that. Yeah. So the person can look at it and go, uh, yeah, that is out of proportion. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. So last thing we just kind of wanted to touch on just a little bit is to advise you to be responsible with your freedom. Mm-hmm. That we can abuse freedom. And uh, we saw a story online not too long ago where a guy was helping a little girl who appeared to be lost helping her get back to her parents, and the parents saw the guy and assumed it was a kidnapping. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of natural, possibly. But uh, the real thing that, that happened that we thought was really sad was that uh, even after the guy said, hey, I was, I was helping, you know, I, I you know, wasn't really trying to take the, the kid. The police believed it. And the police believed it. It was, it was credible enough. The parents wouldn't believe it. And because of that, they went on to social media and defamed the person and their family, so much so that they were receiving a lot of threats. Ran them out of town. And basically, basically. they felt like to be safe, physically safe, that they had to leave. Yeah, you know, social media makes it so easy to spread stuff. So I really encourage you to be careful what you're posting on social media. I've seen people post um, stories that aren't true, you know, basically rumors that that sound true. And, you know, in this, it it ruined a person's life pretty much, you know. And so you got to be aware of how you're affecting other people. That's knowing your impact so that you can have more of a positive impact. Thanks for listening to the Impact Hour. 